Everybody want to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. Imagine making a difference. No, imagine being the difference. The difference between I can't and I can or I won't and I will. The reason someone chooses to wake up and strive for greatness. In life, it can feel like everything is working against you. Let's defy all odds and break generational curses. This is Overstepping Poverty with Daquan and Zacchaeus. Welcome back to Overstepping Poverty, the podcast that provides you with tips, tricks, and hacks in overstepping poverty. My name's Daquan Brooks, and I'm here with my co-host, Zakia Shaw. How you doing, Zakias? I'm doing good, brother. Beautiful day outside. You know, last night, actually, did you get woken up by that storm? I did. It literally it was scared like, the shit out of me. It was I'm like 420. I was on the couch. I was sleeping on the couch, <laughs> and I woke up, and I was like, hold on. Who's trying to break in here? Right. And uh, yeah, so. I woke up. Around that same time, and I already had went to bed kind of late, and I'm like, frig it. I got up, went to see the damage, and then I was like, I'm actually going to go downstairs. Our downstairs bed is so comfortable. So I went down there, woke up at about 5.30, mm-hmm. 6 o'clock, and Jenna was like, where were you? I was like, well, I got scared. Time, I so got I went scared. downstairs. She's like, you're just going to leave your family like that? I'm like, y'all was sleep. But no, I've been doing good. Excited. We have another great special guest this week for the podcast. So I'm excited to get into that. We have a entrepreneur, business owner, Sioux Falls very own Logan Welch on the podcast. How are we doing, Logan? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for coming on the of podcast. Course. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We definitely appreciate you coming on the podcast here. We've worked with you already. I mean, it, it wasn't for a long time, but I know that our future endeavors will have us working together again, you know, so we're super excited about that. But mm-hmm. I mean, you go on Google, you just see just tons of reviews, of course, of, of you and how well you're, you handle your business and how well you maintain your relationships also with your customers and whatnot. Um, but not only that, I mean, your relationships with the community. So, um, that's what we look forward to having our special guests on here because they build and maintain those relationships and they help out people. So again, we're excited to have you on and just to kind of get into this, we want to know more about Logan we know what the business is and whatnot, and we'll get more into that, but why don't you tell us more about you? You know, where did all this start from? Yeah, so I am from Sioux Falls and born and raised here. My parents are both from the area. My mom went to Washington High School back in the day. She was the youngest of eight kids. Mm-hmm. My dad was the second youngest of eight kids, so my parents came from very large families. I have a very large extended family. My dad grew up an hour from here in Parkston, South Dakota. They met at SDSU, and they decided to come to Sioux Falls mm-hmm. when my dad um, decided to get into his own business as well, or he started started off working for someone that then led to being a partner in that business, kind of like my journey as well. So me and my dad are very similar in that. My parents both came from entrepreneur backgrounds. My mom did as well. And my dad, my mom's family, her dad was an entrepreneur as well. He started um, mechanic shops back in the day here in Sioux Mm. Falls. um, And then came on to start Janel Harley Davidson back in the day as well here in Sioux Falls um, before my uncles kind of ran that. So My background definitely was entrepreneur in the blood from the beginning, even though my family definitely, um, big, big, huge family. Um, and then my parents decided to stay in Sioux Falls, which was great. And we, I went to O'Gorman and I loved it here so much. I went to college in Mankato. I thought I'd get away, Mm -hmm. not go to a state school, try to go meet some new people, got into doing some event planning stuff through our student events team at my campus, ended up loving the event world. And then soon decided I wanted to be back in Sioux Falls because I wanted to be close with my family and I just love Sioux Falls and I just saw so much opportunity for growth. And I think being business minded and being entrepreneur spirited, I was like, Sioux Falls is where I got to be. Like I loved everyone that I grew up with. I was like really thankful for the community I grew up with. And then I also was like, Sioux Falls is like the best of both worlds. It's like small town feel, but like big city 
feel as well. So I was definitely one of those college kids that was 20 going on 30 and I was ready to get out of college. So I graduated early and moved back literally the day I walked across the stage and I was like, I'm moving to Sioux Falls. And then my internship with Serendipitous led into a job. And then about four years later, it turned into me buying into the business. So that's awesome. It kind of was jet setting from there. Yeah. I want to take it back a little bit. Yeah. So for you coming out of high school, Mm -hmm. when you were going into college, were you dead set on becoming an entrepreneur, going to school to be getting into business and starting your own stuff? So when I graduated, I thought I was going to be a nurse. So when I was in high school, I originally was like, I want to be a cosmetologist. I want to do hair, all that kind of stuff. Well, my dad and my parents were just kind of like, you know, for your education, go to college, get the experiences you know, grow up a little bit. And then if you still want to do that, go chase your dreams, which looking back, super, super, super thankful for that because college was definitely where I kind of grew up a lot and where I kind of learned a lot. And also like you learn how to do a lot of relationship stuff in college. You learn how to, you know, have relationships with older people, people, your own age conflicts, all of that kind of stuff. So I actually was going to be a nurse when I went to college, which lasted about a couple of weeks. I (laughs) I would never have, I, no way. Both my sisters are nurses. There's no way I would have been a nurse. How many times did you change your major? After I did that, I was like, what's like the most broad spectrum degree I can get here that (laughs) I don't have to really know. So I did um, mass media with an emphasis in public relations and minors in business management and business marketing. Okay. Okay. Essentially, I was like, what can I do anything with? You got two majors? Minors. Two minors and one major. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Very nice. Three years. Yeah. Yeah. I I did a lot of summer classes because I was Mm. very like get me out of here. (laughs) So when you got to college, Mm -hmm. what was some of the things that helped you get involved and want to be doing the event planning and the kind of the stuff that you were getting involved with? Yeah. So it actually all started in high school, ironically with the Spencer's committee, because Mm. I was on the Spencer's committee when I was in high school. And that's kind of how actually I got introduced to serendipitous. Um, And I'm a networker by that's just who I am as a person. I love to Mm -hmm. just like build relationships and just remember those people. And if I meet you and if I see you, you know, two, three times and I introduce myself to you, like I will say hi to you forever. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just who I am. So when I was in high school, I, I was on the Spencer's committee and Jessica, my now business partner came in. Um, and that's actually the first dose I had of doing event planning stuff. Mm. So then fast forward to college when I got involved in on the campus piece of it, I was like, you know, started to do event stuff and I was right. like planning like the color on and concerts and stuff like that on campus. Mm. Um, when I needed an internship, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to call that girl who came in and talked to the spinsters committee. I follow <laughs> right. her on Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. and that's how it all happened. Dang. Okay. So, which and is crazy. So moving back here and of course working for Jessica, mm-hmm. who is now your business partner, mm-hmm. obviously in high school you had that relationship there, yeah. but what made you stay in that company and want to build with her? Yeah. I want to know like the details of that. Cause you were with her for four years before. Yeah. I think it was like, it was like three or four years. I honestly don't even, time has flown. It's been nine years right. now. And I'm like, yeah. when did this all even happen? <laughs> it's, it's so bad. But, um, I am huge on letting people spread their wings and fly. And mm-hmm. Jessica is too. So not a leash, you know, you're not on a leash. You have your own clients. You do your own work and you mm-hmm. take care of those clients. You get more clients and then you continue to be successful. Right. Um, and I think that's the biggest reason why I stayed with her is because she was like, Logan, those are your clients. Do what you want and treat mm-hmm. them right. And you'll get way more and you'll just make a name for yourself. And that's exactly what I did. Right. I'm very big on not like babysitting, right. especially yep. with employees and people that work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so was she. And that's kind of the motto we even carry on now. And that's why I stayed with Serendipitous. That's really cool. How did you get into the ownership piece of it, though? Because yes, I'm sure there's been people with Serendipitous for a long time that haven't taken that step, right. obviously, right? So, like, can you tell us how that all happened for you? Yeah, so honestly, it was just the timing, to be honest. So mm-hmm. Jessica was, when I graduated, was actually when she had her first baby. And so when she had her first baby, she was, you know, obviously staying home a little bit more. And then her now husband, Nate, they decided to have two more babies after that and get married and do all the things. So yeah. she kind of decided to take a step back, obviously raise her family. And then he is from Canastota, South Dakota. So they ended up moving to Canastota. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of happened where she was 
getting more involved in that community. They moved about a half hour away from here and I was seeking more opportunities. So it was just kind of a conversation we had and it just kind of the puzzle pieces fell together and I was ready to take on more and she was ready to stay home with her family, which I appreciate because hopefully someday that will be me and those shoes too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What are some misconceptions that you feel like people have about Logan Welch? Oh my goodness. This is a hard one. Ah, yeah. <laughs> um, that I'm super intimidating. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> one of, some of my friends always say that I'm like, I am not. That's, really? that's, Do yeah. you get that from other people? Yeah. Just because I feel like I'm so young and I, that everyone thinks I have my shit together and I don't like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 29 years old. I make mistakes all the time. I get exhausted mm-hmm. just like everyone else does. Yeah. Like I am human, right? Mm-hmm. Like I still go to the bars and I still have fun and I'm still like, I still have anxiety sometimes. Like (laughs) people think that I'm like have this perfect image and I'm like the business owner that can do it all. And I, how do you sleep? And I'm like, you guys, I am like, sometimes I'm like, I haven't even looked at my phone all day. I'm so far behind. I'm stressed to the max. Like I do not have my shit together all the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I will be the first to admit that. Just from the comment that you just made there, as far as being human, I think it's, this is why I, f- I love our podcast. Yeah. You know, I love doing what we're doing because we bring these entrepreneurs and these community le- leaders and business owners on here and everyone has an outside look on that. Wow. You know what they have? They have it all made. They have it yeah. all made. You know, uh, there's nothing that could go wrong. That's kind of their outlook on it. But when we have each owner, business owner, entrepreneur on here, they always say, I mean, the similar thing, like I'm human. I had to go through trials to get to where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I have the same, you know, fears that other people have. It's just, I mean, you got to be a go-getter. You got to do exactly what you need to do to get stuff done. And that's what you are. And so, and I know that was a really tough question, but I want to move into one other question here. And just because I, I see that you're always just so involved in so many different things, where do you find time in the day to really have time for yourself? Yeah. So my calendar, I should show you guys. It's funny. (laughs) My calendar is literally color coded to a T. Like I schedule in everything I do. Like Mm -hmm. I will schedule in when I'm going home to shower after my workout. And I know that sounds crazy. And other event professionals will even be like, how do you do this? But Mm -hmm. I have to make time for myself or with my friends. I will send my best friend Kaylor. I, we have a shared calendar. I will Mm. literally put in here, like we are hanging out like, (laughs) because otherwise like it just goes, you live by, I live by a calendar. It's my clients. Mm-hmm. It's what I'm doing. It's my meetings. And if I don't schedule intentional things, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. My workouts, my, everything that I do is literally on my calendar and I live by that calendar. So mm-hmm. even if it's lunch with a friend, like it is on there and that's how I live. So right. if I have like the weekend off, I literally put what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And so that I don't book anything else. So wow. it sounds crazy that like I'm literally penciling in or not penciling, penning in my schedule, like mm, my right. personal time, but it's the truth. Yeah. I, the other day I was like, let's go to the lake for the day to one of my friends. And I put it in my calendar for like a <laughs> five hour time block. I'm like lake day. Mm-hmm. Like don't book anything, Logan. We're doing, yep. we're doing this. So like for me, it's just like literally just like living, like treating it like work, but treating it as like, that's an appointment for myself. Yeah. Not and for I- work. It's actually funny that you say that because with Zacchaeus and I, um, we both have two different professions, of course. His profession, I mean, you're able to work outside of whether you want to work 8 to 12, 12 to 4, you know, 5 to 9, whatever. Well, my profession on that, it's scheduled hours and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot tougher for me to kind of have that open open schedule and whatnot. And so then when we started doing this and we started having meetings with other people – I wasn't used to actually uh, doing a calendar. Mm-hmm. And so then I'd I'd be like, oh, it's in my head. I, I'll remember. And then I'll send, I'll message him. He'd be like, dude, we have something going on at that time. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what? Remind me where we are. But, like, but now my calendar, like it is exactly like you said there. I have it color coded and uh, we went golfing today. I'm like, you need to be at the golf course at 315 to hit the balls for an hour. And then yep. we golf at 420. And like most people look at that and they're, you know, to the ordinary person who's working that eight to five, it's just like, geez, like you guys are crazy. Are you kidding me? Like, why would you do that? But like, that's, that's our, that's our sanity right there. Mm -hmm. You know? So that's amazing. I forget too much stuff. Like (laughs) same literally like, but I remember like stuff that I don't need to remember. I don't Mm -hmm. know why, but that's just like, and I still have a hard time like staying on my calendar. I think that's the hardest thing is like, uh, when you're in sales or you're running your own business is really 
managing your time Mm because you get the option to do it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you don't really want to do those things, Mm -hmm. especially when they're the tedious things or, you know, you're in business to make money a lot of times. And there's things in business that require your attention that have nothing to do with making money. And that can be really frustrating. Do you have a lot of that where you're focusing on different parts of the business that you'd rather not? Mm -hmm. And even like volunteer work, board of directors, being involved in nonprofits, like all of that betters your business and betters who you are as a person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's obviously not giving you direct revenue. Right. But in the end, it's it's still generating. Yes. There's still, it's still generating business. Right. For yeah. sure. I mean, you can't always take at some point you have to give. And 100%. What's yeah. nice is the world just continues to revolve. So down the road, that's when you'll have your opportunity. Yeah. You know? yep. So I agree. Well, we kind of touched on it earlier. And even before you were coming on the podcast, people are like, well, why would she be on the podcast? <laughs> right. And I think it's important to bring that up because. Mm-hmm. Like Daquan said, and like we've talked about a little bit, people look at your life or a lot of people's lives and they think they have everything made right mm-hmm. you know she comes from a family a wealthy family you know she she has her own businesses she's doing all this these things she's you guys this chick is going to italy for a <laughs> wedding that she is planning like she's international at this point and a lot of times people look at that and they like i said they think everything's perfect right mm-hmm. What would you say are some of the challenges that you go through? I know you mentioned like you're human and you're not perfect, but what are like some of the main things that you feel like not necessarily struggle with, but you feel like you could be better at? Yeah. I mean, here's a, here's the thing too, is like what I do for a living is still very non-traditional where I am. So like I still have to hustle really, really hard every single day to even get business, Mm -hmm. you know, not every single person who gets married in this town not every single person who has an event hires what i do right so i am still grinding every single day to drill into people why i'm valuable Mm -hmm. and i think that that's one thing too that i have to kind of make sure that people know is that this is not just like dollars 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 my phone's not like ticking every single day it's like i have to put myself out there in order to even generate business Mm -hmm. every day and the harder i work obviously the more people like the traction happens right hopefully someday all my hard work will pay off and it'll just be a you know like a revolving door but until then it's still like i am still going out i'm still getting my leads i'm still networking and still kind of showing my worth in that way Mm -hmm. but yeah it's definitely it's definitely always still a it's a grind and it's hard and would you say like as a business owner or in sale you're essentially in sales and you're a business owner because you're having to gain clients and stuff like that have you noticed when there's times where you know you are getting overworked or you're getting burnt out and your mental health isn't where it needs to be do you ever feel like you experience that as well that's why i take off july yeah 100 <laughs> percent. so a lot of people during the off season will message me and they're like you're always traveling you're always doing this i also work april through fourth of july almost every single weekend you know Mm -hmm. and sometimes i do doubles which are fridays and saturdays plus i work the week with the weekdays so i'm sometimes working two 12-hour days 12 to 16 hour days in a row Mm -hmm. plus i'm working during the week like it's i'm working like a lot of hours in a week Mm -hmm. and then people are like oh my gosh you're just laying on a beach for a week and i'm like this is for my mental health and for me (laughs) to get reset and so i just learned to like break up my season you know i do a couple months July, I take a couple weeks off just to be with my family because if I'm not, I would be, I would hate what I do. The hardest thing about being a business owner is that you have to do the things that you enjoy in order to enjoy your job. Right. And if you don't enjoy your job, then there's, you better go work for someone else and then you're not living your dream. Mm -hmm. So my biggest thing is that July, my family loves to be at the cabin. Like I love to be in the middle of nowhere with them. So in July I take off, you know, two to three weeks, we go to the river, we decompress and then, back you know, it. it's back at it for the fall. And then it's corporate season. And really, the only slow time I get is like March and April now. Mm. And then it's mm-hmm. not even really that slow. So right. mental health is like really, really important to me. So that's why I schedule like this is what we like to do as a family. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So During the winter months, I mean, we all know how it is here in South yeah. Dakota. Like this last winter was brutal. About seven months, it felt like a winter. Yeah. Mm. When you're not able to go to the cabin and you're not able to kind of escape in that way, mm-hmm. who 
is it friends? Is it family that you are relying on during those months where you're not able to do that? Because if you're only getting a month or even just a couple months mm-hmm. where you, you're not super busy, like it takes a toll on your body. Your, I mean, mm-hmm. on everything, even relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So kind of what is your support system like when it mm-hmm. comes to stuff like that? Thankfully, my friends have just lived through my seasons. They know that I'm busy, especially on the weekend. Like, I have such a non-traditional work schedule that they know that, like, ask me to go to breakfast. Ask me Mm. to go to lunch. Like, I'm usually busy at night. My clients usually work. Most of my clients work 8 to 5. Like, ask Mm -hmm. me to do stuff during the day. Ask me to do stuff on Sundays. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. My other thing is, and I tell this to everyone, no matter what you do, like, travel like it is the most like that's why we live in south dakota is so that we can travel and that we can appreciate leaving and i always say like even getting away for a weekend like it clears your mind so much but for me traveling is the only way i can actually unplug like Mm -hmm. i'm still connected to my phone i'm still connected just like any anyone is you know to work just like you guys are but it's the only way you can actually feel like i don't have to respond right away and i'm not actively needed right so that's like my thing too is my friends know that that's like they'll ask me to travel before they'll ask anyone else they're like hey do you want to go do this i'm like yeah sign me up right um Mm -hmm. like they got my tsa stuff like (laughs) saved (laughs) i'm like i'm in um because i'm they know i'm still probably going to be working on that trip right like it's going to be one good for my mental health two it's that's why i live here is so that i can travel absolutely that's cool how do you continue to learn and and grow in the field that you're in Yes. So a lot of it is just researching and just keeping up on trends. And then obviously just making sure that I'm always like trying to be the best I can be. Mm -hmm. I try to go to a lot of conferences, do a lot of that kind of stuff, but then also just like educate my team and make sure that my team is always um, knowledgeable and making sure that they are doing what they're supposed to be doing, but also making sure that we're always staying the leader in the industry in our area. And then obviously with like you said, Zacchaeus with like doing the international stuff, like I have to relearn my job over and over and over again, because that's a whole new market. So I'm always learning and every single year events change, nonprofit world changes as far as fundraisers and corporate events. So Mm -hmm. I'm always looking at what's on the horizons and staying up to date on forums and podcasts and things like that. Yeah. Would you say that you've ever had like someone that, kind of mentored you and I know and maybe Jessica because I know mm-hmm. you said that she became your business partner was there anyone outside of serendipitous that mentored you yeah absolutely so there's a lot our um Sioux Falls event professional group is so so good there's a couple DJs there's a couple mm-hmm. like a rental company person that I um, work with a ton that kind of were like they're the reason where we are, where we are, to be honest with you. Uh So they just were like, they were in the industry, you know, a long time, just like we have been, but they just are really knowledgeable in different things that I'm not an expert in. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing that people can do is admit that they don't like they're not an expert in something. And I will admit I'm not an expert in everything, especially when it comes to certain aspects of doing things. Like I'm not a lighting expert. I'm not a tent expert. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, I can tell you how to do a tent wedding, but Mm -hmm. I do not know all the logistics that go into that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's like one of the biggest things that comes down any, any, any kind of career that you do is like just admitting that you are, you know what you're doing in something, but you're not you're not perfect in everything. Yeah, right. Always room for growth and always 100%. room to learn. Yeah. You know? It's like that saying the, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go with a team. hundred yeah. percent. And sometimes your team isn't your direct coworkers, right? 100%. Like the team is the people that you surround yourself and you should be surrounding yourself with people that fill your weaknesses with their strengths. Absolutely. Right. 100%. So that you're all helping each other in that manner. Something I wanted to touch on before we get too far away from it is the fact that you are always grinding, right? Why? (laughs) I don't know. Right? Like (laughs) what drives you? What is your drive? Do you have like a goal in mind or like what drives you? Because you're always, you're you're busy. You're a busy girl. Just say it with me. Say I'm her. That's why I'm right. her. Hey, you, know, <laughs> you know, I haven't really figured out what that is. I don't have to like prove anyone wrong. I don't think like I, you know, some people are like, who are you trying to prove? Like, obviously I'm trying, yeah. I proved to myself that I can do, nope. you know, I'm completely financially on my own. I have been since I graduated college and I'm really, really, really proud of that. And I just think that I don't really know like why I just want to live a really, really good life. And mm-hmm. I want to give my future family a really good life. But my other thing is, is like, I think life's all about experiences, right? I'm not married yet. I don't have kids yet. So like, 
I grind right now so I can travel. Right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that is what I do. Like I travel all the time. Like I yeah. kind of said earlier, but for me right now, I'm like, I don't have anything holding me here. Ha- like holding me besides my business. Obviously right. I'm not leaving, but I just am like, I would rather work my ass off to be able to go and do a bunch of fun things right now while I have yeah. nothing that I need to, you know, take care of here yeah. so that hopefully, you know, when I have to provide for kids or I have to provide for a family, yeah. then it can kind of like switch roles. So for me, it's like, I'm setting myself up for 20 years from now. Hopefully I can right. retire at a decent age. That's another thing. I don't know. You mm, know, like right. I also am like, you also have to think like self-employment. People think it's like, you know. It's the best, right? It's like the best dessert you ever had. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the, it comes with so many different responsibilities that people don't right. even understand. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I have to grind really, really hard just to eat, make ends meet a lot, right. you know, like insurance and, you know, your retirement, like none of that taxes, just comes taxes. Well, like you know. it is expensive to be self-employed too. So right. some of that is like you grind just to make ends meet just so you can provide for your team that you're that you need to provide for their families too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. You mentioned the fact that you are Mm self-sufficient really. Is that something that drove you? Is it a perspective of, you know, people, the way that they do view you or their perception is possibly that things have been handed to you, which we know that that's not true. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you feel like is there as well, where you're kind of like, no, I can do this on my own. I don't need people to do it for me. Yeah. I think that I'm super blessed with like my education. Like I loved going to Gorman. I loved the community I came from. Obviously, you know that and super blessed with all of that. And I just, the way that my parents raised me after that, I'm super thankful for. Um, Definitely was, you know, like get your education and then you're kind of on your own, you know, we'll give you the tools you need to be successful, but then you need to run with it. And I think that that's kind of the biggest thing that you can do as a parent is just kind of give them the tools that you need and just let them be successful and let them spread their wings and let them fail if they need to. I remember the first time I had to pay in income taxes. I, (laughs) this was like the first year I graduated after college and I called my dad and I owed him $3,000 for my income taxes. And I called him and I was crying. I'm like, dad, I own $3,000. And he was like, that's nothing like right. call you know what i mean like call me later you need to you that means you're making money you're fine you know yeah. yep. and now i look back and i'm like damn <laughs> i still only had to pay that like right. um and it's just i think that yes it's self sufficient is good but i think it's also like the way my parents are my parents both came from basically nothing so yeah i mean they had huge families so their parents they were fine but they were not like wealthy right yeah so i think that they were just my dad worked road construction while he was in college like he would work road construction for a semester and then go to college for a semester mm. so it took him forever to get through co- seven years oh, to wow. get through college because he would like work and then go oh, to yeah. school to pay for it smart yeah so i think that like <laughs> like the way they parented us made it so i was like i'm gonna prove to them like i can be self-employed and I can do this. So yeah, yeah it was, I think I like it's one it. of those, like more of like me and my pride. Right. So, yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's a book that um, I'm currently reading and it's think and grow rich. And one of the things that he says in there, because he's a leader, he owns many businesses and whatnot. But one of the main things that I took from him is he said, if you want to be a leader, the best leaders don't stand in the way. And they allow you to, of course, go out and do your things because the the way we learn is through failure. And most people who aren't learning to fail, once they do fail, they quit, Mm -hmm. you know, and they shut down and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so when you said that, like with your parents where they're like, hey, you know, it's you're on your own. Mm -hmm. It's time for you to learn. Like I can I can respect that. That's Mm -hmm. that's nice. I like that. Even getting a bad review on Google, like that, Mm -hmm. like hits you in the heart so hard. And like that feels like you're failing so hard, you know, like Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, that's it's failure is good. It is. It really is. And speaking of failure, I want to know just on the business end of it. What are some challenges that you faced as kind of a young event planner? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is being a young event planner Mm -hmm. and having to talk to people who are way older than me, Mm -hmm. talking to CEOs of businesses who are like, you're going to do this or you're going to try to raise this money for me or you're going to be the one planning my daughter's wedding. You're literally younger than her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So when I first started off, it was honestly really hard because I had to prove my worth and I had to be very mature and had to definitely present myself in a way that was like, no, I have my shit together and I know what I'm doing. Now, I mean, I'm still young and 
my profession, but it, I even still feel like that sometimes, but now I have the years to back me. And I think people look at experience, right? So like when you have years of experience behind, they don't care how old you are anymore. But when you first start off, they're like, you're brand new and you're 21 years old. What (laughs) are you going to do for me? Mm -hmm. Um, so that was kind of honestly the hardest one is like me having to be able to present myself in a way that was like, I have my shit together and I like, maybe I don't actually have my shit together, but I do have my shit together and I'm going to like kick ass for you. But I was like very confident and just like went in and was like very positive and I'm very outgoing. So I think Mm -hmm. that would always help me because I can like talk to dads. I could talk to CEOs and I'm like, we got this, like, this is my plan. And we could, you know, and I always had Jessica to like, kind of like back me on that. But Mm -hmm. as she kind of started to, you know, be more in the, in the, behind the scenes yeah it was more so me being like nope this is this is it but and then obviously the vendors trusting me too because they were so used to someone else coming in and running the show and here's this girl who's fresh out of college coming in and being like hey you're gonna do this 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 and this and everyone's Mm. like who are you (laughs) yeah right get the heck out of here Mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of that's kind of like the uh when i started in the car business um i'd have customers come in and they'd be asking me questions whatnot and I don't know why it always seemed to be one question and it was, well, how long have you been doing car sales? Yes. You know, and I'm like, well, you know, I just started a few months ago and like people <laughs> yeah. are like, it's kind of, it's weird because then all of a sudden they're just like questioning, like maybe we should be someone with someone more uh-huh. tenure. But then once we got through the full process, they're like, feels like you've been doing this for a while. Otherwise I would lie. And I'd be like, I've been doing this for five years. And then I tell them at the end, I'm like, yeah, this is my first year. doing." And then all of a sudden the surprise look on their face. I'm like, this is priceless. Anyways, you got what you want. I helped you out. How long I've been here does not really matter. No, it's, it's, did you, you know, our relationship that we made there, is that good? Two, did you come in and get exactly what you wanted? You know, and how about the services uh, that I provided? Was it up to par, you know? Um, or above that. And yeah, that's all that matters. So I think in business, whether you're self-employed or you're in sales or just really anything, if you can build a relationship with people, a lot of times they won't care how long you've been doing something. You know what I mean? Like if they trust you, they know that you have their best interest. Then I think it removes a lot of the tension, obviously. And there's just a lot less issues that you have to go through. Cause I know, when I was selling life insurance, oh, yeah. and I'm like 25 years old, and they're like, <laughs> what the hell do you know about life, <laughs> life insurance, all that stuff? But yeah, it's just through the way you carry yourself, the confidence. You do kind of have to fake it till you make it. Oh, yeah. You 100%. know, and, and put the smile on and yeah. know that there are going to be people that are like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And then you show them. Yep. You, you ever worked a goddamn day in your life? Literally. What? Um. So with you being involved with non- nonprofits and stuff like that, being involved in the community, can you mm-hmm. talk about some of those and like what those are there to help, I guess? Yeah. I am a big believer in like, if you don't have the time to dedicate to something, don't do it. Like if you're not all in, don't do it. So, right. Um, for me, obviously my schedule is really busy. So I focus on just one nonprofit and being on a board of directors for just one thing. So for me right now, that's the teddy bear den. Um, and I love the teddy bear den's mission. So I'm Mm -hmm. on their board of directors because I do guys. I'm not familiar. No, No. Okay. It's an awesome nonprofit in Sioux Falls. It's been around for 20 plus years and it is for moms who are expecting and have newborn babies Mm -hmm. who don't have the means to buy like diapers and food, um, and you know, cribs and car seats and need education on how to care for a newborn baby and that kind of stuff. The biggest thing for me is it's not a handout. So Mm -hmm. when they go to like their doctor's appointments, they actually get like points essentially, like their doctor signs off on it. And Mm -hmm. those points actually buy them like car seats and clothes and formula. So like if they stay like drug free or they don't smoke or Mm -hmm. they attend their appointments or they go to like education classes, all those points add up. So um, I'm on the board of directors for the Teddy Bird End because I just obviously love women and love, right. you know, babies mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's awesome. And we need the future obviously is right. babies. <laughs> so we need For healthy sure. babies in our yep. community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just try to just help out. Like I just try to anything I can volunteer for. Of course I do. Um, and then I'm just a big thing. Like I'm a big on going and supporting fundraisers too. So right. anytime that there's anything going on for a big, you know, gala or if there's a big fundraiser event, I always try to get tickets and go to some of those things just because it's always interesting to hear what asks are and 
And also right. it's really interesting to hear like what they have going on because there's a lot going on in Sioux Falls, especially in our nonprofit world, especially mm-hmm. because of how diverse we're getting actually. Right. And it's really interesting to hear like all of the different housing stuff that's coming along, all the different programs that are coming along. So mm-hmm. anytime I can go to some of like those bigger events, I try to, but yeah. as far as board, board of directors, I only serve on one right now, which okay. fills my cup, which is nice. That yeah. is cool. So if there's somebody out there that is in that situation, mm-hmm. how would they get involved with Teddy Bear Den? Yeah, like needing the assistance. Yeah, 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 they honestly just can just stop by the den or they can call and reach out to Sandy, the executive director, and she'll help them out and get them all set up. Or That's they awesome. can talk to their physician. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm, and their physicians will help them too, which is really, really nice. Like any medical center, which right. is so nice. That's really cool. Yeah. As far as you being on the board of directors, what does that mean? Because I know there's people that are listening that might not be familiar with yeah, how yeah. So uh, nonprofit being, works. Yeah, so being on a board basically means like, you're the decision makers for the board. So obviously there's an executive director who runs the show, but then Mm -hmm. behind them is a board of directors who helps make the decisions. We do all the voting on behalf of the nonprofit, approve the budgets, approve Mm -hmm. any changes that are happening, make sure everything's going well, help fundraise, help, you know, bring awareness. I'm on the marketing committee for it. So just Mm -hmm. making sure that we're always ramping that up. So yeah, it's just like, we just meet like every month and I was elected to be on it by, um, to other of my peers, which was really fun. So it is really cool. Yeah. It's, I always recommend like people who are looking and it's, that's another thing that helps network and it also helps make it, it just is really good and it makes you feel good. That's one of those things. Like obviously Mm. you don't get paid to be on a board of directors, but the way you feel when you leave one of those things, that's invaluable. So I always say like, definitely get involved if you can, anyone, no matter if you work for someone or if you're on your own, get involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We keep kind of going over it and talking about it, just touching on it. Mm -hmm. And in a past podcast, we've talked about like currency and and money and stuff like that. But a lot of times the most valuable thing that you get isn't monetary, right? It's like, like you said, it's like the feeling that you get leaving something like that or knowing that you are helping a mother provide for her children and stuff like that. So I think getting involved, I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons I coach football mm-hmm. is so I can stay involved with the youth for one. Uh, my first year when I coached at O'Gorman, yeah. I left Patrick Henry where I was getting paid to coach to go to O'Gorman and volunteer. Aww. We had a great season, had so much fun. My second year at O'Gorman, I was getting paid. And for whatever reason, it just did not feel the same. Like it was like not as much joy. I didn't feel as excited to go to, it was just weird. And I think a lot of times we put, you know, our target on the dollar bills when really we need to just get more involved with our right. community and helping people where they're at. So mm-hmm. definitely take that step and find out how you can help somebody get better. You know, yes. it's going to help you probably more than it helps them. Mm-hmm. And for people who are kind of taking that journey to become a business owner, what's some valuable information that you'd like to share with them in that journey? Yeah. I think the biggest thing that anyone needs to know, like, it seems intimidating, but like just get a really good support system and it, and you'll be successful. I think a lot of people don't ask for help. And I think that's like one of the hardest, it's the hardest thing to do is to ask for help, but it's also the easiest thing you can do to be successful. Right. Um, I always say that we are only, you're only a pro at what you know. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm not a pro at bookkeeping. I'm not a pro at being an accountant, like right. hire that out. Like mm. that's not what I do. So I always tell people like, if you want to start a business or if you want to be really successful at it, like do what mm. you're good at and get rid of the rest of it, mm. outsource it, hire it out, simplify your life yep. because otherwise you're going to be stressed every single fucking night. <laughs> yep, <seriously. laughs> My life became so much easier <laughs> when I started hiring stuff out. I bet. Um, and also like business ownership is the most, it's the hardest thing you'll ever do, but it's the most rewarding thing you'll ever do. Right. Mm. I love it. Yes. It is hard. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> God. There's days, I know there's days where you're like, I do not want to get out of bed and go do this shit. Yeah. I mean, there's, and there's days that people, you know, they're like, oh yeah, you're just chilling today. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking chilling because I worked <laughs> yeah, yesterday right. until 1am and I started at 6am. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah. No, I have one more question just before we move into our next part of our episode here. Yeah. It's something that we ask everyone that comes on to the show and that's what overstepping poverty means to you. Yeah, I would say that overstepping poverty means to me just being 
good person in the community, making sure that everyone is included, everyone is, feels welcome, making sure that you are doing good for the community as well, Doing, using your time, using your talents, using your treasures, and giving yeah. back is one of the biggest things I think that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter where you come from either. You can come from wealth, you can come from poverty. That does not matter. I think it's about who you are and what your character is. Mm-hmm. And every single person who is willing to be vulnerable vulnerable and willing to give back is going to be a light in our community. And I think we need nice. a lot more of that. So oh, yeah. that's what I would tell everyone to do is right. just be positive and yeah. Get I love involved. it. Yeah. Be that hand that's reaching down to help somebody up. Yep. Yes. There is room it. for everyone because we are only growing. Right. Yep. Abundance. Yes. Abundance 100%. Absolutely. So this is the part of our episode here where we actually want to open up questions, um, what we call as our round table. So I want you to go ahead and ask Zacchaeus and I questions that you've kind of thought about and you're like, I got to ask him this. Fire away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I want to just know, like, I mean, both of you guys are in like sale. Both of you guys are, you're not running your own businesses, but it probably kind of feels like that. Like you guys Mm -hmm. are running your own schedules. You guys are both running your own. You're working with clients directly. Like, tell me what you guys are liking about that. Tell me like how, like, do you guys like the rewardingness of that? Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. I love it. When I went from working in the school district, working like a nine to five or eight to three, in that or eight to four in that sense you know when i was there i was making sixteen hundred dollars a month right in the school district and at the time i could have quit and became a sub and chose which days i worked and made more money than my full-time position which is just disrespectful <laughs> like, let's be real but that was like really for me that was like one of the last draws where I was like i know that there's more money for mm-hmm. sure that i can be making i don't know what it's gonna be and I stumbled across New York life and mm-hmm. doing life insurance and stuff like that. And that was my first introduction into kind of like that self-employed world, hundred percent commission. If you don't get a sale, you don't get a new client, you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. And I love it to be completely honest. It's weird because I went through probably about eight months of really not making much money at all. And going through that, finding ways to to make it happen, um, it just built something inside of me where it's like, I feel like I could never go back to a nine to five Mm -hmm. because I'm able to do all the things that I value the most. Like if I need to pick up my son because he's sick at daycare, I has to go home. I'm able to do that. And I don't have to ask somebody to go do it. Yeah. If I, there's a day where I'm not feeling good mental health wise or whatever it is. And I just need a day. I don't have to call in and feel bad that I'm calling in and have to worry about somebody covering my shift, stuff like that. So I really like it. It gives me the potential to do and make however much money I I want. The struggles, though, is a lot of those same exact things I just said are the things that I love about it. You know, we talked about managing your schedule. We talked about having to do things always that you don't necessarily want to do, but they're necessary for your business. Right. And they're tedious things a lot of the times. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait. At least in my position where I'm at now, I'm like, I can't wait till I can hire somebody to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. So because I know that that's going to make things easier for me. But there are definitely challenges, but I wouldn't be able to do it without my support system either. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different factors that go into it. But for me, I mean, it's allowed us to get something like this set up and running, right. you know, and, mm-hmm. and just, I don't know. I love it. Be able to give back to the community and whatnot, yeah. you know, and giveaways and just a bunch of different stuff. I don't know. A year ago when I first got in front of a camera was at cross country mortgage to do like mortgage videos, mm-hmm. which <laughs> at this point I'm over uh, to be completely honest. I did like a full year of it. I'm like, God, that's the only thing I have. But I remember recording my first video and the assistant her name's emily was helping me i'm like yeah you need to leave the room while i do this because i was like embarrassed and didn't know i don't know people are just scared to hear themselves and see themselves but through the self-employment type job it's built a lot of confidence a lot of tough skin as well so yeah for me it's the the biggest thing i love about it is every day is different and whatnot. And not only is every day different, but every person that you run into and you meet is completely different and they have different situations that they're going through as well. And so I find pride in being able to help people purchase vehicles. You know, I'm on the finance end of it 
And there's a lot of people that come in and, and I, I said in previous episodes where they need a vehicle to one, get to their job, to get their kids to school. You know, this is a, is a primary thing that they need in a big city, you know, in itself. So I pride myself in that, but also just how I mentioned earlier, you know, you, you kind of have to be a chameleon because I'm a young uh, man and whatnot. Young I was going to say, yeah, I'm a young boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a young man. And uh, um, there are times where you get in in front of people and they're like, what does this guy even know? You mm-hmm. know, but until I start talking and I'm having an intelligent conversation with them and they're like, oh, well, OK. And then they kind of drop that guard. And I'm like, yeah, this is good. This is good. Let's mm-hmm. keep, you know, keep going. But I made the comment earlier where I was like, you haven't worked a goddamn day in your life. But like it was like, seriously, when I was out in Rapid City and I was selling for Ford, we were right by farms and whatnot. And I don't know if you guys know, but farm owners, like the men that come in, they are ruthless. They're ruthless and they will say whatever's on their mind, you know. And like one time I had a guy come in and he's just swearing and whatnot. He's like, you guys are giving me this price and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm the always the kill them with kindness. And like, obviously I have facts to bring also present with them that why we're giving them these numbers. But that just reminds me of like when I got the sale of on this, it's I kept weeding through all of all of his crap you know, that he was giving me. You haven't worked a goddamn day in your life. Look at your hands. They're, you don't got rough hands. I work in the, yeah, I work in the, I work in the field. Yeah. I work in the field. I'm like, I'm like, come on, just, just sit down them and truckers. I'm like, just sit down. Let's figure out a deal that makes the most sense for the both of us. And if that doesn't work, then we can still be friends. He's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, and at the end of it, like, when I moved back here, he actually called me back and he's like, hey, I'm looking for a vehicle. And that is like, it's like, OK, I did my job. And now I'm like, they want to come back to me like I did something right. Yeah. So that's that's always the the nice thing in the job that I do. And that's what makes me love it. You know, so I would say adding on to that, the probably the thing that I've enjoyed the most is the amount of people I actually get to meet. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I was no, I knew a lot of people when I was with the school district. Like I didn't know anybody. And then I got into life insurance and I'm in everybody's inbox. Probably everybody listening to this has gotten a message from me about life insurance. <laughs> Let's be real. I you. you did. Yes. I was like, ooh, I have to tell you all my financials. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> she did too. Um, but yeah, but when I got into mortgage, like the amount of people that I met and continue to meet, it's just insane. First of all, how many professionals there are in Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. but how much you don't really realize when you're not out and about and having to meet people, kind of how sheltered you kind of are. There's mm-hmm. so many people mm-hmm. out there that are living in our city doing great things. And that's a part of why we wanted to do something like this so we can kind of shine light on those people. But, yep. you know, and that was kind of a struggle with, with you mm-hmm. and kind of where we're at because I'm always like, hey, you know Daquan? And they're like, no, I don't know who that is. I'm like, oh, you got to meet Daquan. Mm-hmm. You have to meet him. But, yeah, so... Meeting people has been one of my favorite things as well. Because those are the relationships that I think really are going to bring what I really want in life. The yeah. relationships that I have. So, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Do you have any other questions for us? Like, what are your guys' biggest asks right now in your businesses? Like, everyone always has, like, something that they're hoping for or needing. For my business, I mean, as you guys know, I work for Billion Toyota. And I think the biggest thing is, is more vehicles. I mean, we just came out of, well, COVID was two years ago, but we're still in the effects of it. And so we're not getting as many new vehicles on the ground, which means most people who are purchasing new vehicles, they have trades. So then that means that the used market is down as well because we're not getting enough trades in um, and whatnot. So, I mean, it's really just getting vehicles on the lot. Yeah. I think my biggest ask is I don't even really think it is business related, honestly, because I do enough of of that, honestly. (laughs) Um, But just, I guess, I don't know. When you say that, I think football season is coming up next month. And I don't know why it's on my mind when you ask that. But something that needs to change in Sioux Falls, actually, is the coaching that is had at the high school and middle school level. So if you're listening to this and you've had any desire to coach you guys need to get out there because there are kids that need you out here in Sioux Falls that are being coached by people that really are not there for the right intentions. 
an ask, I guess, as a whole for Sioux Falls is just get more involved because you mentioned it with the the youth earlier. Like they really need it. And being at O'Gorman, we had our first year we had an all minority coaching staff for the seventh grade team, and we would go to places like Edison. We'd go to George McGovern, and there would literally be students from those other schools like kind of side eyeing us. Mm-hmm. And we're at Edison, and this kid is like, "Yo, why are you at O'Gorman?" coaching those kids and not at a school like Edison. And truthfully, O'Gorman was the only one that would give us a chance, first of all. And second of all, just being like hearing that from those kids, like it's like a cry for help almost like, yo, we need your help. We see what you're doing with these kids. We need that too. So people just need to get more involved, especially as we grow. The diversity is growing here in Sioux Falls. There's going to be a ton of opportunities and, I think people can get ahead of it now, especially if coaching and something like that is what they want to do. So that was a good question, though. That was. Yeah, I like your spin on it. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So let's move into the last part of our episode here where we actually want you to give our listeners and our viewers five tips, tricks, and hacks on how to overstep poverty, whether it's related to their life in general or their business. I mean, really anything. Yeah, so um, some of these I kind of like touched on throughout talking, but I think um, the first one is one, seek help if you need it as far as managing your money if you need that because Mm. managing your money is like the number one stressor in your life. No one likes to look at their bank account and be like, what is happening? So Mm -hmm. I think find that one person that you can trust to talk to and get advice from. That's huge. Second one from a business perspective, I know I touched on this earlier, but find a mentor, someone that you can kind of trust with. How do I run this business? How do I, how do I network myself? How do I start? How do I do this? How, what's my foundation? Um, That is definitely a huge one. Another business one is definitely find your professionals that are on your team. No successful business is going to run without someone who's on your team as far as accounting, bookkeeping, Mm -hmm. um, legal, find your team, keep them close, have them understand what you're going for in your structure and you will be so successful in the long run. Mm. My fourth one is definitely make sure yourself is a priority because if you're not a priority to yourself, you will be so run down Mm. and no one is the best version of themselves. I think that's one of the biggest things I struggled with is just not prioritizing myself. But once I prioritized myself, everything in my life changed. Mm. So definitely always remember that yourself is number one priority and then everything else follows. And I think the fifth one definitely would be to do something that fills your cup every single day. So whether that is, you know, meeting someone for coffee, whether that is giving back to someone, whether that is just having a conversation with someone, whether that's a relationship, something that makes you feel whole every single day will make you feel full. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. We are very appreciative of you being on our podcast and shedding light um, to not only you as a business owner, but also just you in general. Um, and whatnot and opening up and telling us more and more about you. I know our listeners and our viewers are very appreciative of it as well. Um, and obviously if they do need you for business, they can book you at serendipitous events, correct? Yeah. Siouxfallseventplanning.com. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love that. But until next time, we'll see you guys next week on Overstepping Poverty. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Overstepping Poverty. We hope you found this week's discussion informative and thought-provoking. We know that tackling poverty is a complex issue, but by working together and understanding the root causes, we can make progress towards creating a more equitable society. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family, and don't forget to subscribe to our show. Until next time, let's take the next steps in Overstepping Poverty.